Welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons, and we're so glad to have you with us today here in the House of Faith. I want to say thank you for taking time with us to spend in the Word of God. It's the most important, most important time you'll spend all day is time in the Word. People say all the time, I never hear God speak to me. And I say to them, listen, just open the Scriptures because this is God speaking to you. And so today as Amen. we spend time in the Scriptures, I pray that you don't just hear me, you don't hear Sarah, you hear Jesus. That's what we pray, that the eyes of your heart would come open, that the ears of your heart would come open, that you would hear Jesus speaking to you through the Scriptures and by the Holy Spirit. Father, we come before you today. We ask you to give us eyes that see, ears that hear, and hearts that understand who we are in Jesus, who He is in us. And as we look into your Word today, I ask you to unfold things to us, things that have been uh, hard to see, things that have not been understood. But Father, we ask that, that by the anointing that's on your Word, we would see clearly the things that you've called us to, the things that you've created us for, and what your Word is able to do in our lives. We look to you for it. We lean on you and trust you today with all our hearts. You are so good and so thank gracious you, to us. We thank you for beginning a good work in us and being faithful to finish it. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, Sarah and I have been talking over the last several weeks of broadcast about what it is to have an atmosphere of faith and love. And the reason that's so fresh to us and so important to us right now is because we're here in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado, where we're literally right now sitting in the building that is the future home of Legacy Church. And if you haven't been tracking with us, if you don't know what that's about, we've had a major move in our lives, our family and our ministry over the last year. And we went from Fort Worth, Texas, where I was born and raised, where we spent the first 12 years of our marriage and uh, raising our kids there. And we had a dream in our hearts, uh, a dream that's 10 years old now about being in Colorado. And the Lord led us late in, what was it, 2018, going into 2019, said that it was time for the move. And it's a long story. Let me make it short for you. We're here. We're living in the dream. We're walking in it. And this building that we're in is the future home of Legacy Church. It's a church that's been growing in our hearts for a long time. And, and this is our pop-up studio. <clears throat> our pop-up studio? Yeah. That's what this is? Yeah, oh, our new pop-up studio. This is our pop-up studio. Yeah. Is that like a medical term? Is no, that an official thing? No, it's like thing? people have pop-up shops or okay. like, but yeah, we popped it up so we could shoot TV. <laughs> well, whatever it takes, right? So that's kind of what's happening around us right now. A lot of construction. She's right. We're, we're putting some things together. The Lord's helped us so much. But um, right here at the beginning days of this church, we're, we're deciding some things. We're making decisions on what this church is going to be about, what this place is, is all about, and really what we want the atmosphere of this place to be. And we've been looking uh, over the last several broadcasts at various scriptures throughout the New Testament from the book of Ephesians, the book of Colossians, First and Second Thessalonians, Paul writing to these churches and talking to them about, in my own words here, the atmosphere of faith and love that was in these churches. He said, I thank God for you and I can't quit thanking God for you when I hear about your faith in Jesus and your love for each other. And right here where we are at the beginning days of this church, that's what we want this place to be about. <clears throat> we want people to walk into this place and breathe the air of faith and love. You know, it's one thing for faith to be the topic of your message, 
But it's another thing for it to be the very atmosphere of the room. It's one thing to talk about love, but it's another thing to breathe it. Mm -hmm. And people can experience that. People who aren't living in that kind of atmosphere day in, day out, maybe that's not the atmosphere they have at home. It's certainly not the atmosphere they have at mm -hmm. work. They can step into a place like this and not even necessarily be able to to, to wrap their minds around, they just know something's different. Mm -hmm. And we're already starting to see it with some of the early services we've been having, the family nights, mm -hmm. the interest meetings. We're just spending time in worship and around the Word, but people are coming in and God's already doing things in their lives. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's because we are determined that the house of God is going to have that kind of atmosphere in it. Mm -hmm. but, but even while we're talking about God's house having that kind of atmosphere, how important is it for us to determine and, and decide that's the atmosphere we want in our own homes, mm -hmm. an atmosphere of faith and love? Mm -hmm. And it won't take time to go back over everything we've already talked about, but I encourage you to go back and listen to those broadcasts because these are key things for you, your family, your spouse, your kids. It matters. Atmosphere matters. This is what your children will take with them. When they're older and they're grown and they're out of the house, they will remember the atmosphere, what it was mm -hmm. like growing up in that house. And you can determine right now what kind of atmosphere it is. And if it's been one full of strife, if it's been one full of fear, you can change that and you mm -hmm. can do it today. You can make the decision that by faith, this is an atmosphere of faith mm -hmm. and we walk by faith and we walk in love. We looked at the scripture from the book of Isaiah that talked about God's promise to his people. He said, I'll give you a safe place, a peaceful habitation. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what the homes of believers should be. They should be a safe place and they should be peaceful habitations, mm -hmm. a place full of the peace of God. I want to read the scripture one more time. We looked at it uh, a few broadcasts ago, but look at it again in the book of Luke. I think this is so cool. In Luke chapter 10, <clears throat> excuse me, Jesus is commissioning his disciples and sending them out. And he says, you're going to go into cities and you're going to go into houses and you're going to find people that will hear you and accept you. They'll receive you and you're going to find some that won't hear you, that won't receive you. But he said in verse five of Luke chapter 10, he said, whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. Verse six says, if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. And I've been thinking about this scripture from the other perspective, not the disciple going into the home, but the homeowner who's welcoming this person into their house. And I want that blessing of peace to rest on our house. Let me read this from a couple of other translations. I like this from the Amplified Classic Edition. It says, whatever house you enter, first say peace to this household. Freedom from all distresses that result from sin be with this family. Mm. Freedom from all distress be with this family. That's an awesome blessing. Mm -hmm. What a blessing to pronounce over a family, over a home. Freedom from all distress. Mm -hmm. But he says in verse six, if anyone worthy of peace and blessedness is there, the peace and blessedness you wish shall come upon him. But if not, it will come back to you. The New Living says, whenever you enter someone's home, first say, may God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. 
if they are not, the blessing will return to you. Yeah. Shows you how powerful your words are mm -hmm. to pronounce the blessing. Then it shows you how powerful it is, the condition of your heart to receive the blessing. That's so true. And that's exactly mm -hmm. the thought that hit me too, that Jesus gave these guys the power to pronounce that kind of blessing mm -hmm. over somebody else's home. Mm -hmm. But you're exactly right. You have the power to either receive it mm -hmm. and experience it or to reject it mm -hmm. and not have it. Mm -hmm. What he's talking to them about is the atmosphere of the home that you live in, the air you're breathing. It, I like this from the Passion Translation. It says, once you enter a house, speak to the people there and say, God's blessing of peace be upon this house. If a lover of peace resides there, your peace will rest upon that household. But if you are rejected, your blessing of peace will come back to you. Mm -hmm. I, this, I, I'm not sure that there's something more important we could be talking about. The peace of our homes. Mm -hmm. Where is it that says um, to aim to live a quiet life? Yeah, uh, Thessalonians, I believe. You can't make that your aim. Make that your aim. Yeah. He tells us how important it is to have a quiet life, a peaceful life. Some translations talk about peace in there, mm -hmm. but a peaceful habitation. Yeah, and that's that's an amazing thing to cultivate. You know, the word cultivate has with it the the. Um, the idea of working to till the ground, mm. cultivating something, I'm tilling it, that means I have a responsibility. My house, my atmosphere is my responsibility. Mm. It's your responsibility, it's our responsibility. <coughs> and, and we have the responsibility to, to, to yield to peace, to be quick to yield, willing to yield, or to yield to strife or any mm -hmm. other thing, the enemy. There's always two things, two opportunities to us, yeah. and we can't be yielding bitterness or peace, you know, strife or peace. Yeah. So, well, peace is the manifested presence of God. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful. We mm -hmm. think of it as a, a calm and quiet and tranquil thing because that's how it's characterized, but you forget that really what it is is power. Mm -hmm. Peace is, is power, powerful yeah. because it is the manifested presence mm -hmm. of God. Uh, I want to go to the book of Ephesians and continue to talk about peace and the presence of peace in our homes. And remember, this started as having this as the aim of what we want in our church, in God's house. But then realizing on the heels of that, this is what God wants in our house. It's not just something that's supposed to be happening in His house. It's, a, it's something that's supposed to be happening in our house. In Ephesians chapter 2, begin in verse 11. We'll read several verses here. It says, Therefore remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being alienated, or excuse me, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That was the condition that every person was in until Jesus. And until somebody meets Jesus and receives Jesus and receives by faith the gift of His grace, that is exactly the state and the condition they're in. Without Christ, strangers from the covenant, no hope and without God in the world. He said in verse 13 though, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were, now check this out, you who once were far off, what happened? you have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, 
who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. You know, I think a lot of people are living with that kind of condition in their home. He's talking about the church. Yes. Get, get the picture here. The church and, and the condition that mankind was in. There were, there were two, in God's eyes, two different people. There were His people and there was everybody else. There was the Jewish people and then there was the Gentiles, those who had no covenant. But what happened was Jesus came and the scripture said, He is our peace. And what He did was He took those, all of us, who were far off. That's distance, man. That's being a long way off. And what the blood of Jesus did was took people who were far off and brought them near. And it took those two different people because Jesus was peace. Those two people he made into one. What I'm trying to show you here is that that's what peace does. Peace takes two things that are far off from each other and brings them close. That's the power of peace. That's not just in the context of the church. Remember we said it's not just happening in God's house. Whatever's happening in His house is supposed to be happening in our house. So you take that same concept and two people, be it a husband and a wife, who are living under the same roof but are miles apart, mm -hmm. distant in heart, distant and far apart in relationship, distant because strife has put space between them, has put a gap between them. Mm -hmm. Peace will take those two people who are far apart mm -hmm. and bring them close again. That's, that's why we have to be so watchful of walls. And, that, and that's what he and said. Because he tore down the wall. And be yeah. aware of them when they're there. Don't yeah. be ignorant of the devil's <clears throat> devices, but be watchful of when there's walls up. Mm -hmm. If you can sense there's a wall, go in and break that wall down. Yeah. Go in and sow peace. Go in and, and remove that wall and take authority over it. You know, a lot of people let depression just rule and reign in their home instead of what the Bible says for us to let peace reign. Yeah. That's to rule. That's peace is ruling the home. Yeah. And the opposite of that is just chaos and strife and all these things. But to go in there and be aware of the atmosphere is to be very heart tender, to be sensitive and say, I'm not going to let this go on. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take out that wall. There's not going to be walls up everywhere in yeah. my home. Or letting space grow between you. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people, they, they just let that happen. It goes untalked about, it goes unconfronted, or it's just easier to, to exist with it. Mm -hmm. But the problem is when when there's distance between two people who are supposed to be one, the two were made one. That's mm -hmm. what the covenant of marriage is about, mm -hmm. the two becoming one. But when people allow that distance to exist between them, then Satan knows how powerful our oneness is because our oneness, that intimacy, produces something. Mm -hmm. It produces fruit. It's got a flow of life. Mm -hmm. When you and I are one together and there's no space, there's no distance between us, there's life flowing to you, through you, to me, through me, to you, mm -hmm. and it produces something. It produces fruit. 
it produces evidence that God is in our lives, that God is in our home, that he's in our marriage, that he's in our mm-hmm. family, and the very air we're breathing is saturated with him and faith mm-hmm. and love. But Satan knows that he can cut all that off by putting space between mm-hmm. you and me, Yeah. by putting distance between us, by putting a gap between us. Yeah. You know, we've been to the UK and you, you take the subway, you take the tube and there's signs everywhere that say, mind the gap. What are they saying? Pay attention. There's a gap here between the platform and this track. Mm-hmm. Mind the gap. It's not mm-hmm. something we say in the US a lot, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying to you today. Mind the gap. Be mindful. Mm-hmm. Be aware. Be awake. If there's something between the two of you that's creating space mm-hmm. because it's contributing to the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And what you want is an atmosphere of faith, an atmosphere of love, an atmosphere of peace. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to mind the gap and you're going to have to close the gap. What is it that we do if we ever have a sense that there's a gap or a wall up or something that's creating distance or space? We say to each other, we're on the same team. Yeah. What's that? That's oneness. We are on the same team. We say it out loud. What are we doing? We're really taking authority over the situation. We are on the same team. Yeah. We're not separated. We're not in two different parts of the house with something between us, distance between mm-hmm. us. We're not going to let that go on. We are on the same team. Yeah. And that's what peace does. And we'll see that here in the scripture again, but it takes two things that are far together. apart and brings them together. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it, it the, the illustration that Jesus used with a branch and a vine. He said, unless that branch abides in the vine, it can't bear any fruit. What he's saying is the moment that there's distance between branch and vine, then you've cut off all the flow of life that's coming up through that branch, out through, or excuse me, up through that vine, out through that branch producing fruit. Mm -hmm. Jesus knows this and Satan knows this. Mm -hmm. That's why Jesus is all about us abiding and Satan is all about us being offended. Mm -hmm. Because the word, the literally the word offense literally means separated. Yeah. A, a, you see it translated in the New Testament as a falling away. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of two people that have had a falling out with one another? That's what that means. Offense got in and they literally fell. They were here close and they fell mm-hmm. out. They fell away. And when they fell out, it created space between them. And when you create space and distance between us, then you cut off all the flow of life that's supposed to be flowing to us through us and out of us to our family, our kids, to our staff, our team, now our church Mm -hmm. and the people around Mm -hmm. us. So peace takes two things that were far off and brings them close. Mm -hmm. Read it again. Verse 14. For he, Jesus himself is our peace who made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. And that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity, Mm -hmm. that distance. Jesus put to death the distance that was between us. Death to distance. <laughs> death to the distance. And see, he, he was the fulfillment of those Old Testament 
types and shadows, mm. those sacrifices. And what those people understood in the Old Testament was that when that animal, be it a, a, a lamb or a bull or a goat, was put to death, it was an atonement for sin. And yes, they saw the death of that animal as the death of their sin, but they saw it as something else. Literally, the word sacrifice, you look it up, especially in the Hebrew, it literally means to draw close. Mm -hmm. So when they saw that animal put to death, it wasn't just their sin that was going away. It was the distance that their sin had created. Mm -hmm. Sin had created a distance between God and man. And when that sin died, so died the distance between them. Mm -hmm. Isn't that good? Mm -hmm. See, Jesus is the fulfillment of that. When he through the cross, when he died, so died the distance mm -hmm. between God and man. We were all far away. Mm -hmm. Every single one of us, we were far off. But what did the blood do? Mm -hmm. It brought us near. Mm -hmm. It brought us near. What did the sacrifice do? It brought us near. And he put to death the enmity. Verse 17, mm -hmm. and he came and he preached peace. Yeah. That was Jesus' message. Was, his ministry was reconciliation. Right. Being reconciled to each other. And that's what his desire mm -hmm. in his heart is for all of us to Amen. be reconciled with each other, reconciled with a spouse, reconciled with a friend, reconciled with a family member, things that have been broken or there's been separation for those things to be reconciled. That's Jesus' whole ministry, the yeah. ministry of reconciliation. And it's our job to have a heart like him yeah. that wants to be reconciled to each other. We should have a heart in us to be reconciled yeah. to each other and to be close, to not be far off, to not be separated. Yeah. And if, if we ever notice that we have that, something in us that's opposing that, take note. Mm -hmm. This isn't mind God the, at work. Mind the gap. Mind the gap. Yeah. This isn't God at work. Yeah. This is the enemy at work. This is his, don't be ignorant of his devices, but God's always in the business of putting us back together. Bringing us close. And what does that do? When you have reconciliation, you have a closeness with people, you have more peace in your life. Mm -hmm. If you have something that's broken and you've been separated from someone, there is ongoing distress in the heart, in the mind, not good for the body, not right. good for your life, it's not good for your children. Your mm -hmm. it, everything flows down from the head. If you've got that going on with your spouse, get it right. Do whatever you can. Do it by faith, yeah. but you don't want that flowing down to your children. You right. don't want that just permeating the atmosphere of your home. You want there to be peace and love and faith. And it says he came and he preached peace. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm, I'm thinking back through the ministry of Jesus, and I can't think of any time where Jesus said, okay, now I'm going to preach to you a message on peace. Of course, it was a part of it, but when it says he preached peace, that was his life, mm -hmm. his very presence was God preaching peace. He's a prince of peace. I mean, his, his arrival here was a sky full of angels mm -hmm. going, peace, peace on earth. Peace on earth. What's happening? God mm -hmm. and man who were far apart Coming were together. being brought close. Mm -hmm. He says he preached peace to those who were far off and to those who were near. It's the same message. Listen to me, husbands, wives. If you're living under the same roof, but you're miles apart, Jesus is your peace. Mm -hmm. And he has the ability to take two things, you and your spouse mm -hmm. who are far apart 
and bring them close. Jesus is your peace. The mm -hmm. same thing he did in and through and because of his church, he can do in your home. You can have this kind of atmosphere mm -hmm. in your home, an atmosphere Amen. of peace. And instead of just yielding to that strife, or just instead of yielding to something that's unpeaceful, that's just distress and not at rest, get together, go get on your knees mm -hmm. before the Lord together and just say, I may not feel like I want this to work. I may not, I may not, even in, in the natural, everything says quit, give up. Just go get together in the room on the floor and say, Father, help, help us. Mm -hmm. And we present ourselves before you. We want to, we want to do what you want us to do. We don't want the, let the enemy rule in our lives or reign in this home. We want a home and an atmosphere of peace and ask him for it, receive it from him. This, you know, I think that this makes you really spiritual people. Mm -hmm. This is a characteristic of spiritual people that they're peaceful and that they let peace rule and reign. Yeah. They don't let the things come against all of us. Things try to get in that aren't peaceful. Strife tries to get in, but spiritual people are peaceful That's people good. and they yield to peace. And you know what else they do? They sow peace. As a seed. As a seed, even when they don't feel like it, even though things look don't don't look good, and even though everyone around them may be, uh, I always say this to the ladies in our group. I say, um, everybody around you may be full of drama, but you don't have to let that drama get in you. Don't be a dramatic person. Be a peaceful person. Mm. Let the peace of God rule and reign in your home, and. Um, and don't yield to it. Get on your face together. Yeah. Yield, to eat, yield to God together. Pray together. Yeah. If you want something to work and you're truly a selfless person, you'll do everything it takes not to quit, but to go God's way. And then you'll thank God years down the road. Thank you, Father, for keeping my family together. Look what you've done in my lives. I have a testimony of this. I mean, God's kept my family together since I was a little girl. I mean, we, my parents, I tell you one thing they never did is they never quit, mm -hmm. never gave up. And that's, that's a real faith person, that's right. someone that doesn't quit when it gets hard. And that, that'll make you spiritual. That's yeah. a spiritual person right there, a peaceful person. You know, and just like those disciples going into the homes that Jesus sent them into, pronouncing that blessing, you have allowed Sarah and I into your home. And today we pronounce the blessing of peace, peace over you. Jesus peace. Name be to this house. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit PearsonsMinistries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith. <laughs>